Coming up next on The Voice of Alabama Politics, our special guest is Governor Kay Ivey. Also, the V-Team takes a look at a stalled yoga bill. And what do Republican voters want? This is my sister, Crumit. And this is my mother. I don't think they want that. All this and much right more coming up next on The V. the tough issues so you have the hard facts. I'm your host, Bill Britt, and today I'm joined by research guru extraordinaire, Susan Britt. Hello. And investigative reporter and columnist for APR, Josh Moon. Welcome. Hey, guys. Man, y'all look, hey. uh, y'all look so fancy. What's going we're, on? We're back. We're back. We're back. Except close again. Yay. Uh, not only is this Easter Sunday, we wish everyone a happy Easter who mm -hmm. practices the Christian faith. Also, we would like to welcome viewers from the Huntsville, Madison area who have tuned in through Fox, the Fox affiliate there, WZDX. We're very excited to be on board with y'all up there in that region of Alabama. Uh, Josh, you know, we've been asking ourselves for months, what do Alabama Republican Trump voters want in a U.S. Senator. Right now we have Mo Brooks and we have uh, Lindy, Lindy Blanchard. Those are the two declared candidates. And Ezra Klein, who has a great podcast, uh, I was listening to that and he had on Kristen Solores uh, Anderson, I think that's her name. She was on and her, she's a Republican pollster and she's done research into what Republicans are looking for in a candidate. They want someone who's pro-Trump agenda, who will fight Democrats, but also who will work in a bipartisan way to solve problems. What do you think about that? <laughs> yeah, well, I, I don't think those, th those things necessarily <laughs> go together. <laughs> I just, uh, you know, and really, I think it's, uh, it's more talking points uh, than anything else. Uh, you know, I think it's, it's things that, that sound good, uh, it, it sounds nice to say you want somebody to do something partisan and you also want to fight the Democrats and those things don't mesh. But it's I think it's a lot of people who aren't necessarily uh, on a daily basis engaged in government uh, and the operation of government. I think a lot of them have been led to believe so often that all things government are bad. Uh, and, and so they don't necessarily engage on a daily basis in what it takes to run a successful government. And so... Uh, you know, you would like to think that somewhere along the lines, these people would say, hey, you know, policy that helps me and my families the most is something that I would be interested in instead of you just going there and creating a fight and, and coming up with some nonsense about, okay, we're going to do this bipartisan thing. Well, Susan, I mean, look, the polarization is here in Alabama. Mm -hmm. It's certainly in Washington, D.C., but... If this survey is true, and there's another one that, that we've looked at that was done by Henry Olson, 
and his group, another conservative group, mm -hmm. that did say that your average Trump voter isn't necessarily a hardcore conservative. Mm -hmm. They are all over the map. I mean, these are people who may have voted for uh, Barack Obama. Right. These are people that actually uh, think that uh, Medicaid, Medicare, and, and social welfare are good things. So mm -hmm. it's a mix in there. Can we get a candidate in Alabama? Is it possible in Alabama to find a candidate to run for Senate who is just not all talk <coughs> and actually is some action that helps the people of Alabama. There's certainly some candidates out there that have the possibility of doing well, they that. Haven't, they haven't declared. They, they haven't declared yet. But, you know, it goes back to what Josh said. These are talking points. If you're going to actually get my vote, I want to know which things you're fighting the Democrats on. You know, what mm. policies are you bringing forth? What is, what is your intent to grow Alabama? Don't just throw words at me. You know, and well, I think a I mean, lot of voters are in that same same position right now yeah josh what's up yeah i, I was gonna say I, I think you know just look back at the last uh, several elections for senators in this state i mean out of the whole field of candidates for republican on the republican side uh they chose tommy tuberville and roy moore <laughs> I mean, you know what i mean uh yeah. and, and so uh and and those were their candidates and, uh -huh. and tommy tuberville beat a guy who was a very listen i, I don't care that doug jones was a democrat there's no republican voter out there right now today who would look you in the eye and tell you that Doug Jones did a bad job as senator for this state, all right? Doug Jones went up there and cared. He tried to be bipartisan. He listened to people when they talked to him. Uh, he worked at the job day in and day out and was smart about it. And nobody, even if they disagreed with some of the policies of his, would say he did a bad job as a senator here. And he got off by 20 points to a guy who's a clown, okay? And so that's where we are. No, he's an ex-football coach. He's not a clown. That's, he's an ex-football coach, and people like I'm him. Sorry. Yeah, come on, come on. Three branches of government, seriously? And, and, House, yeah. Senate, and the presidency? Again, I don't think that Tommy Tuberville was qualified to be a U.S. senator. Uh, he couldn't pass nothing. But he is the U.S. senator. And the problem is Richard Shelby is retiring. And Richard mm -hmm. Shelby, for decades, has been an Alabama problem solver. Yep. He has brought yep. billions of dollars to Alabama. Mo Brooks, who has been in Congress for 10 years, as we pointed out before, has only passed one piece of legislation, and that piece of legislation was to rename a post office, as Josh Hoffman reminds us. <laughs> yeah. But the other thing I is, mean, Susan, he... Go ahead, Josh. Uh, it's just, you're, you're right. I mean, you're talking about, and, and I, say, I view Richard Shelby's kind of the same way as I view Doug Jones. Uh, you know, I don't agree with much of what Richard Shelby does policy-wise, but I respect the way he's done the job, and I think he has been a good senator for the state of Alabama, the same way I feel about Doug Jones. And now you have as a front-runner on the other side right now for his seat, a guy who thinks rocks falling into the ocean is causing climate change. I mean, that's this, this is what, well, you know, I, that's I, you can't get past That's where he's had so many rocks fall on his head or right. has so many Listen, rocks in his head. I'm sorry, I hate to break it to Mo Brooks, but Richard Shelby had to reach across the aisle many times during his career to get the appropriations to come to Alabama. Right. Not just fighting Democrats. We got about 25 seconds, and what we should remind folks is that Mo Brooks is not only willing to fight Democrats, he loves fighting Democrats, but he also loves to fight Republicans. The appropriations bills that have brought hundreds of millions of dollars into the Madison-Huntsville area he voted against those appropriations, 
and they were Republican bills. We're going to have to leave it right there. You're watching The V, the voice of Alabama politics. We'll be right back with more news and our special guest, Governor Kay Ivey. You'll never guess what 400,000 people in the U.S. were using when they crashed their cars last year. No, not this. This. Distracted driving will kill you. Drive safe, Alabama. A message from your Alabama Department of Transportation. Your career isn't a job. It's a journey. Your next job could lead to bigger things, and you're in charge of how fast and how far you want to go. At alabamaworks.com, you can connect with employers and start working right now. Then chart your path forward with training and career planning tools. That next paycheck is great, but it's only the beginning. Start a great success story at alabamaworks.com. So you got caught speeding. But this time, you got more than a ticket. What are you in for? Vehicular homicide. Stop speeding before speeding stops you. Drive safe, Alabama. A message from your Alabama Department of Transportation. So nice to have you. Well, thank you, Bill. Glad to welcome y'all back to your studio here in Montgomery. Yes, thank you. It's, it's, been a, it's been a year since we've seen you and been back in the studio, and we we feel like things are getting better, and now we, we're back home where we wanted to be. Very good, and I understand you're uh, opening up today also in the Huntsville market. Yes, we are. We're going to be on Fox uh, News. We're at Fox News today in, in Huntsville. Uh, we're very excited to be in that market. Great folks up there. Great part of the state. Very good. Governor, it's been a tough year. Uh, we appreciate your leadership and what you've done to keep the state moving forward and making the tough choices. Lately, some folks have even suffered new types of problems, not new to Alabama, but the storms over the last several weeks have done devastation to property and loss of life. You've been touring the state. What, what are you seeing out there among the people? If you go up to Calhoun County in Ohatchee, where three members of the same family were killed, you look at the houses that used to be there, they're just nothing but splinters and sticks now. And the winds just picked them up and tossed them about. And But the refreshing thing is that the people are resilient and they're determined to build back and Neighbors are certainly helping neighbors, and yeah. that's what makes it special. But it's a tough, tough situation. When And that's one thing that Alabamians do, I think, better than anybody, is come together in tough times. There is relief from those folks that have been affected by the storms. Uh, could you tell us a little bit about what, I mean, people need to do something to make sure they're included in relief programs. Is that correct? Well, the way to do that is for the local <laughs> people led by the mayors and city council members to gather all of the data that describes how bad the storm was yeah. and submit that data to the county. And the county officials add to that data 
and then they send it to the EMA and EMA adds to it and then sends it to the governor and we put in our official request to the president at that time and we just, I just feel like if we are thorough in our assessment efforts, not necessarily to rush it, but to um, be thorough so that we'll get the most available money that we can qualify for. Absolutely, people need that. And that's why you declare a state of emergency so that all these things kick in. A lot of people don't know that. Um, April 9th is the day when the health mandate, health orders and the mask orders end. President Joe Biden has called on state leaders to not rescind those orders or let them expire. You are determined, I understand, to let them expire. And could you share with us why you feel it's okay to do that? Well, we've been wearing masks for a long time yes, we have. In, in Alabama when other states probably have not been doing it. But it's, our people have been faithful and they have been diligent about wearing the mask and social distancing and it's paying off. And I've, I, at the last um, press conference when we put in the mask order for one last time, I just told the people that it's time for us to start relying on personal responsibility and common sense rather than relying on uh, unlimited government mandates. So that time is about to come, and on April the 9th at 5 o'clock, the mandate itself will end. And I just encourage people to continue using common sense and personal responsibility. Well, sometimes we know that common sense is not all that common, but <laughs> we do hope that people will follow the best guidelines and, and keep themselves safe and others. Um, once again, we, we've come to a legislative session where we're looking at the issue of gaming. And there was a, a, a very big plan, a very comprehensive plan, one that settled several problems and ensured that the state would get revenue uh, from it. Uh, I know you're not a proponent of gambling, but you've always said you believe the people need to be able to vote. Right now, all the gaming bills look like they're on very slim life support. Do you have in your mind an idea where the gaming issue is headed? Well, first of all, Bill, the people of Alabama absolutely deserve to have the right uh, to vote ever how they want to vote, but they have a right to settle this issue once and for all. Um, I believe if we do this bill right in the legislature and get it right in the legislature that the uh, issue can have transformative benefit for the great state of Alabama and her people. Um, but it's an issue that we're continuing to talk with legislators and others to determine our next steps. And right now, uh, we are gathering that information and continuing to work on a proposal that I believe will be comp that I believe a comprehensive approach uh, is the way to go if it's right and if it's uh, above board and sheds a light of day on it. And because uh, right now, you know, we've got a lot of gaming gambling going on in the state. Yeah, we do. In fact, it's rampant, and <coughs> much of it's illegal, and uh, it's, op it's operating in the shadows, and we need to shed the light on it, and put in regulations and control it, and be sure that the people of Alabama are the beneficiaries. So I'm continuing to work on it. We're exploring our options now, and I've uh, told the people, the legislators and the people of Alabama that I'm ready to dig my heels in on this issue and come up with a proposal in the legislature that is uh, comprehensive, open, honest, fair, ethical, and uh, that's worthy of the people's vote.
Well, Governor Ivey, from experience, uh, I have noticed that when you dig your heels in, you get it done. Uh, vaccines, vaccination. This has allowed you and I to sit here today and have a conversation that would have been difficult for us to have uh, even a few months ago. You know, there's been debate about how Alabama's done in vaccinations. <clears throat> what we're seeing out there is that people are getting vaccinated. Most people want a vaccine. Where are we at in the vaccination process? And is there anything that's going to be coming down the road that you can tell us about? Well, thank goodness people are getting vaccinated. And in fact, uh, CDC just recently issued some data that said people who've been vaccinated do not spread the virus. So that's another reason to encourage people to get vaccinated. Um, our number of COVID cases has been on the decline as well as the hospitalization. So that's a good thing. I've had both of my shots and I just encourage everybody who's 16 years of age and older to get in line, get the shot, and let's get on with this thing and put it in our rear view mirror. Absolutely. Well, I think uh, Alabama's best days are always ahead. On April, was it April 10th in 2017, you became the great, the governor of the great state of Alabama. How do you feel about that? Well, that was an awesome experience in itself, but it's been an honor and a privilege to serve as governor of the great state of Alabama, and I've thoroughly enjoyed, and still do, enjoy working with the people of Alabama because they're responsive, they're receptive, they're compassionate, they uh, um, got a lot of determination, and uh, they want what's best for themselves and their family and the right to earn a good wage. Well, we appreciate your service to the state and the people of Alabama, and thank you for joining us. Well, thank you so much, Bill. And on this day that this show will be, uh, is Easter, and yes, we just want to wish everybody a very happy Easter. And for those of us of the Christian faith, uh, to give thanks to God Almighty for providing a plan of salvation for those who believe in Jesus Christ. Absolutely. Thank you, Governor. Our special guest has been Governor Kay Ivey. You're watching The V. We'll be right back. You'll never guess what 400,000 people in the U.S. were using when they crashed their cars last year. No, not this. This. Distracted driving will kill you. Drive safe, Alabama. A message from your Alabama Department of Transportation.
of Alabama politics. Josh and Susan, every week we have to spend time looking at silly bills that are just take up time and energy and they don't get anything done. Susan, this week, this past week, the Alabama Senate committee refused to pass a yoga bill, the yoga bill that will allow public schools to teach stretching, yoga. They deadlocked on it. It did not come out of Senate committee, even though it passed the House. The most ridiculous thing, and it's been ridiculous for a long time. I mean, we're talking about getting children still and making them concentrate on stretching. I don't know how many yoga classes this bunch has been to, but there's no Hinduism spoken or, of, or talked about. It's simply positions of yoga. How do I form my body? Well, Josh, that's the big rub here. I mean, the people came forward and testified against it, Roy Moore's group and, and the Eagle Forum, saying that this was just a way to indoctrinate people into Hinduism. Well, I can tell you what it is. It's a way to indoctrinate uh, Roy Moore's group and the Eagle Forum into people's wallets. Uh, that's what it is. Uh, and, and I mean, honestly, it, it's it, at this point, I mean, what what mother out there has not taken a yoga class? And for that matter, uh, a dad. You know, I, I do yoga all the time. Uh, and it, it's just a... You know, it's it is a a, a purely a stretching exercise. Uh, you know, it can be really really healthy for you, uh, and and can really has shown results among children, keeping them calm, uh, helping them get good uh, cardiovascular exercise. Uh, it, it just it's so stupid, man. It's such it's such a stupid stupid situation. It really in, is. In 1993, they they outlawed yoga being taught in public schools because they were afraid of it indoctrinating them into some Maharishnu, Vishnu type of thing. And, and you know, I went and looked, and uh, I've studied a lot of the religions. Hinduism is, is a, one of the largest big religions in the world. And, and their idea of what your duty is, is to be honest, mm -hmm. to not harm living things, you know, to be living purely with goodwill. Mm -hmm. These are the things that these groups want to protect people from. Not for Pete's sake, these people don't even kill insects. Yeah, well. They believe in life so much Jane they don't. certainly don't, that's right. Yeah. It's just well, outrageous I mean, to me, it's just outrageous. Yeah, well listen, but, you know, if you if you teach kids early on to believe in honesty and, and justice and truth, then I mean, hell, the Alabama legislature's in trouble. <laughs> One of the crazy things, Josh, so I was talking to some of these folks and, and they get a lot of calls against this bill, and this is what's been holding it up. But but a, a bunch of PE teachers do not want this bill. Now, they didn't know that they couldn't teach yoga in the schools in Alabama, yeah. but once they found out that they might have to, they didn't want this bill. They didn't want to have to hey, learn yoga. Well, it, does, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, it, it, it doesn't mandate that you teach yoga. It no. just mandates that you can teach yoga. I mean, it just, I mean, I mean you can't, it's an option. I'm, 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 I'm seeing these big coaches, these overweight coaches that are thinking, you know, instead of standing on a football field like this, he's going to have to learn how to, how to do the Cobra and, you know, make, make him look silly. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to move on for this one. Uh, the House Committee, House Committee, Judicial Committee did pass a bill this week, Josh, 
that will go to the floor and it will repeal Alabama's Habitual Offenders Act. That is a huge step towards reforming criminal justice in this state. What do you think? Yeah, it uh, it really, really is. Um, and, and listen, it, it puts the you know ability uh, back into the hands of judges, uh, right. you know, to issue sentences out to people that you know that they feel like. Uh, you know, th- th- there shouldn't be a minimum because each situation is different. And anybody right. who has spent any time uh, reporting on or had somebody go through the criminal justice system in their life, you know that not everything fits into a nice little tidy box uh, when, when these things happen. And and judges often would like some leeway uh, to send uh, somebody who is you know has good support, who's been a pretty good person. Uh, for most of their life, but got hooked on, say, you know, uh, oxycodone or whatever, and 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 committed some crimes. They would like to send them to a rehab or, or another program, uh, and and instead of these mandatory minimum sentences that that are imposed, when they could keep them out of jail, help society overall, and and ultimately help that person, which again is the point of our corrections. Uh, programs here is it we're we're looking at a way to rehabilitate these people make them productive members of society that's the ultimate goal always not just to be punitive and again right. we've talked to judges who say let's let judges judge exactly again. that's let's why not. they're in that position that's why we put them there you know three times on possession of marijuana versus three times attempted murder Bit of a difference there. Yeah, yeah. Right? I, I yeah. think a judge, I think the judges that we have in this state have enough common sense to know the difference yeah. and to know how to sentence it based on the situation. Well, it's mm-hmm. it's got a shot. We'll see how it goes. Uh, one of the things that, uh, you know, of course, we talked to Governor Ivy about it. She said she was going to dig her heels in. Uh, gaming is, is still on hold right now. We don't know what's happening with that. Medical marijuana, Josh, is on hold. Uh, at least this past week it went on hold. I think it will come back next week. But this is the most restrictive medical marijuana bill in the United States, and it really is just designed to help people who are in need of medical assistance. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty amazing to me that we can, with, with lightning quickness, send a bill out that will hurt uh, some of our most vulnerable children. But when it comes to allowing doctors to prescribe a plant to people who need it, uh, we oh oh my God what what controversy it's just so dumb I mean honestly we're we're doing this all over the country there's been no real negative effects for anybody all it has done is pretty much help people everywhere and and give doctors another avenue outside of the standard prescriptions that they prescribe that people continue to get hooked on uh, you know it gives them another option to to prescribe something different to them I mean Susan if anything COVID nineteen has taught us we ought to do everything we can to keep people safe and healthy. Absolutely, and if this is this is the way for a lot of people, I know there are a lot of children that have seizures and stuff like that, that the only thing that helps is marijuana. Get it done, just right. get it done. All right, well that's gonna have to be the last word, get it done. You've been watching The V, the voice of Alabama politics. You watch us because we watch them.